On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, Seahawks, Tampa Bay, what a game. Does Jason Myers still have a job? And the New England Patriots have made a lot of people in America very happy by dropping their first loss of the season against the Ravens. And we get into the biggest game of Week 10, Seahawks on the road in San Francisco. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. All right, week 10. Someone's very happy. Someone's very upset. Uh, I'm very upset first. Let me start because it's super dark out already. This The clock's going back. It's, you know, dark out at 4 o'clock. Drives me insane. You're all discombobulated. It's throwing me all uh, like, <laughs> Patriots lose. It's dark at 4 o'clock. What the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, clocks will do that, man. Uh, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. Seahawks won a, a pretty fun game, 40-34 to 34 in overtime. I wouldn't be so impressed impressed with the defense but they did it was an excellent game i was there yeah was you were there excellent game to go to it was super fun uh they could not slow down tampa which i didn't think they'd be able to with the weapons that they had no it was I wasn't an surprised awesome, by anything awesome game lots of drama i'm gonna get into you first before i d- dig into that so let's get into your you know top o top d this game what you thought about the game in general pretty much i mean you kind of hit the nail on the head like defense couldn't really stop anything i think there were a couple chances that the defense had to get takeaways that they didn't take advantage of uh, that second touchdown that Jameis Winston had to Brashad Perriman, I, I believe, where he threw it to the corner of the end zone. It got tipped up in the air, and Perriman sort of ran under it. That could have been a pick. Uh, and then there was a pick that I think Bobby Wagner could have had on a deflection uh, sort of in the middle of the field that I think I think there could have, would have, should have. But, but they didn't. So the turnovers were there. For Jameis Winston, he actually had a, a pretty good game. He, we That was one of the good Jameis games. Yeah, three touchdowns, 335 yards passing, I believe. Yeah, uh, uh, he did did have that one fumble, which I saw a tweet that was so funny. It said that it's like Jameis Winston has a timer for when he's supposed to have a turnover, and it went off right when he was throwing the ball. <laughs> like I don't know, you couldn't tell from the stands, but when Jameis Winston had that fumble that got ran back to like the 15 by uh, Rasheem Green, no one knocked the ball out of his hand. He went back to throw, and as his arm was moving backwards, the ball just sort of fell out. So kind of like a DK Metcalf from two weeks ago. Yeah, pretty much. Just, just like that. Dropped the baby. <laughs> he just he just dropped. It. I don't know what happened, man, but I'll take it. Uh, well, what'd you like? You know, but before we get to the offense, because I think we I know where we're gonna go there. But go, so, is there you know something that you really liked on the defense this past week? Because I mean, they gave up a whole bunch of points. There were three guys on the defense that I think played really well. Uh, obviously, Bobby Wagner. He plays well every week. He's a consistent force in the middle of that defense. Uh, he's actually my defensive player of the game. He had a few tackles. He was pretty much in on every play. He had a big sack. Uh, I would say also Michael Kendricks and Marquise Blair also played pretty well. You love your Mar. Marquise Blair. He was the highest graded defensive player in the game, by the way, according to Pro Football Focus. So, I mean, the guy the guy can play, man. He can play. I know you're just on that train. I'm, I, I'm jumping on it with you probably, but I, I just like that you're kind of leading it. I'm always one of those guys who will, if I see a player playing well, I'll keep running with him. I don't know if everyone else is seeing it, but if you get a chance to watch the Seahawks secondary and watch what Marquise Blair is doing at safety, he's he's a special player, and he could be really good for this franchise for a long time. 
Okay, so then let's get to the offense. I think it is between, I mean, the offensive player of the week has to be between Jerron Brown or Rashard Penny. Yeah, or uh, maybe C.J. Procise if you're feeling really Right, yeah, yeah. No, clearly it's Russell Wilson, right? Yes. 378 yards, five touchdowns. I think he had three game-winning drives, zero interceptions. (laughs) He really did have three drives that should have won the game for the Seahawks. Yeah, uh, he really did. And um, (laughs) special teams player of the week, Myers? Uh, Not Jason Myers. Is he still employed? Yeah, unfortunately. I don't know. Why? That, like you said, that cat? Yeah, can we get the cat from Monday night? Correct. That cat will kick as well as... As Jason Myers. Oh man, that was so frustrating to watch. And in the stands, and I'm saying to my friend who is a you know hardcore Seahawks fan, I'm like, just go for it. Like, don't let this man kick again. And it's just like miss after was a PAT miss field goal miss field goal. Yeah. So the the stat that's really bad, like inside forty, he's pretty good. He hasn't really missed from inside forty. From outside forty this season, after that game, he's three for eight from outside 40 yards it's terrible bad numbers yeah so uh there's got to be someone out there who can kick right i don't know because the patriots are rolling with nick folk who's been out of the league since 2017 and his his last his last game was against the patriots in 2017 where he missed three field goals and then we bring him on the team or sorry then the patriots bring him on the team in 2019 so uh, maybe there is really if if you have a child right now that's you know five years old six years old and you want to get him into sports just start teaching them to kick because there's clearly a shortage of professional kickers and that's a pretty sweet gig if you can if you're good at it i mean there's a lot of pressure if you suck at it because (laughs) people will be calling for your head but you might as well just start kicking at the age of seven honestly yeah it's a, it's a pretty low-risk position as far as football goes. You can do that for a long time, make a lot of money. Yeah, are you are you, are you you clamoring for Carly Lloyd to come now, too, like I was at the, you know for the Patriots? You know what? Can't be worse. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Carly Lloyd, come on in. Or, actually, you know what? We got uh, we got the Sounders here about ready to play an MLS Cup championship game on Sunday. I'm going to be there. I cannot wait for that. Oh, I'm so jealous. But any one of those guys, once soccer season is over, bring them over. Or uh, we got Megan Rapino for the <laughs> playing here on the women's team. Bring her over. You're reminding me of Dumb and Dumber when they pull over the hitchhikers. And like, hey, pick them up. There's more. Pick them up. Like, why not, right? Why not? So about that game, like, uh, obviously, Russell Wilson, I, I would say, is the MVP of the league so far. Insane numbers, like we said. Metcalf stepped up huge, had a massive DK game. DK Metcalf is the leading receiver in the league among all rookies. He's really popped He's, these wow. last couple. Um, Another 100, yard, 100 yards from him. Josh Gordon. Yes. Which... Again, coming from New England and watching him, I, I, we'll see if he's on the team in two weeks or if he goes to a weed shop down in Soto. I have no idea. But okay, can the Se- the Seahawks need to print out photos of Josh Gordon and go to every dispensary in Western Washington and just say, "Do not sell anything to this man." Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you cannot sell to Josh Gordon or else he'll be gone. To be so, fair, Massachusetts is a legal state too, so I. He but really they don't have, have dispensaries there. like that, so no, it's different. Okay. It's different, um, or not yet, anyways. Um, so. They're adding another weapon who, skill-wise, is is super good. So this can be really good for the Seahawks offense. That defense still scares the hell out of me. That's going to be, you know, in my opinion, um, that's what's going to kill them at the end of this year when they get knocked out of the playoffs. Um, Honestly, I agree with you there. They're, you know, they haven't, they didn't really address it. They can't seem to stop average quarterbacks. So when they run to the the good ones, like I said, they're going to be in trouble. Um, well, and, we'll see what happens when uh, Quandre Diggs can come in. Maybe that'll help the secondary. I mean, he's a really good safety. So. You never know. Maybe Quandre Diggs can can help him figure things out back there. Or, you know what, maybe 
defensively, you need to start getting more aggressive with your play calling. They sit back in their base coverage a lot of the time. And not getting pressure on the quarterback is really leaving the, the, the defensive backs out to dry. Well, and it's not only that. Like you, you see how quickly quarterbacks are able to get the ball out of their hands, right? Which tells me that on plays where the defensive line is winning, the defensive backs are losing, and then you also see them sitting back there for a long time. So on the plays where the defensive backs are covering well, we're not getting any pressure. Right. I, I, I mean, it's, the pressure is uh, it's it's it just goes back and forth, and it's just. But you know what? Seahawks got two sacks this game on blitzes. Woo! It's almost like when you ramp up the pressure a little bit, quarterbacks have more problems. Especially on a quarterback who, you know, likes to turn the ball over, get that guy rattled. Yeah, so. I, I thought it was a bad game plan defensively. Uh, they just kind of sat back in coverage and waited for Jameis to make a mistake, which he did, but then they didn't take advantage of it the couple times they had a shot at it. They really should have ramped up the pressure and forced him into mistakes. Yes, that's that's a good way to beat Jameis Winston. Yeah, that, but you know what? They still won, and I'll take it. They did. No, who didn't win? Uh, you know, I'm going to let you say it. The Jets. The Jets didn't win. The they Jets lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> they let the Dolphins get their first win of the season. Called it. You know, I also said, I also said if, as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing quarterback there, he's a competitive guy. He's going to find a way to win you a game or two somewhere, even, no matter how bad your team is. Yes, and one of my big fantasy pickups, Preston Williams, who I said a couple weeks ago, pick him up, had the game of his life, and now he's out for the year. Because Dolphins. Yeah, yeah right. That's a Dolphins. Maybe he's so, not even injured. Maybe the Dolphins are like, no, this guy's too good. Bench him. We can't have him out here winning any games for us. You know who else lost this weekend? The Colts. The Colts did not lose this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. Wait. Yeah, Vinatieri missed a kick at, oh, uh, at the end of the game. The Colts did lose this weekend. You're <laughs> right. That's exactly where I was going with this. Vinatieri, another kicker now, just missing field goals. Granted, he's had yeah, a great uh, track an record. an ex-Patriot. And you know who else lost this weekend? Who's that? Uh, the Patriots. Did they? Yeah. No, I don't know if you noticed. I thought they were on a bye. No, no, no. Uh, no they they uh they got their butt whooped, dude. Yeah. They. How frustrating was that for me? You know, the offense didn't look great. No. Uh, they're not the strength of the team this year, though. The defense, they're a defensive team. They have a, a good offense, and you have Tom Brady. The defense, what happened? Like, I, I don't know what happened. We, I know what happened. 17-point lead. Then we in this. Then the Patriots in the second quarter, it's almost like they figured them out a little bit. 17-13, uh, going into halftime, it was like, okay, now this is making a little bit more sense. It's happening. Uh, late second, that fumble by Edelman that got returned, massive turning point. Uh, the defense gives up like a, a 10-minute drive drive at the end of the game or, or close to the end of the game where Lamar Jackson doesn't run into the end zone. He gets carried into the end zone like suplex <laughs> style by an offensive lineman, which is a great play. But like you went from a defense who was all big and bad and was really cocky, gave themselves a nick they gave themselves a nickname after playing eight scrub teams and they went into Baltimore and got smacked and they gave up thirty seven points. Frustra- it was really frustrating for me to watch. I think it's gonna be good that they got their ass kicked. Is what I'm, what I'm saying. It, I was actually about to say that. It's going to be good that they got their ass kicked. They cut, Now they have a bye week. They didn't do anything well, uh, really, defensively. And I think this is nice, to, a nice little you know wake-up call for that defense. And I think it's going to be good for them in the long run. It's, it did hurt me to see the Patriots lose, of course. The offense wasn't as great as I you know, would have hoped. Uh, but giving up 37 points to Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens uh, is just unacceptable. This is why 
why I saw the Ravens winning this game. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. I thought it was going to be a lower scoring game. I didn't see the Ravens scoring 37 points. But with Lamar Jackson in that backfield, that is something you cannot simulate in practice. It is very, very difficult to have your defense prepared for that kind of quarterback. Because when you, I don't want to ask you to relive the pain of Sunday night, but if you go back and watch some of those plays, when he hands the ball off, those linebackers aren't coming in to fill. They're sitting there watching Lamar. So he hands it off. All of a sudden, uh, Mark Ingram has has just a gap to run through because those linebackers are so preoccupied with watching what Lamar Jackson's going to do. And he's so good with his play fakes that those linebackers freeze and they just open up everything for the rest of the running game. And so that's kind of why I predicted that the Patriots would lose this game. Now, what I will say, I think Bill Belichick was sitting there on the sideline. Taking notes. With a little notepad going. Taking notes. I was just going to say this. I am so happy the Patriots played the Ravens in the regular season this year because I wouldn't want to see that team without seeing them all year. Exactly. Having that matchup is going to benefit Belichick. And so what I think, this is exactly what I thought would happen. I thought the Ravens would give the Patriots all they could handle and more, come out with a win, but then Belichick would be sitting there with his little notepad going, okay, okay, well, this is how I'm going to stop that. And then in January, they're going to see them again. And, and it's will, going to be a much closer game. It's going to be a fantastic most game. Most likely in Foxborough. So it's going, to be a diff- it's going to be a different place. It's going to be the second time they're playing. Uh, it is hard to game plan against an athlete like uh, Lamar Jackson. He, Especially at quarterback. When he you're showed most ex- me that. When like, your most explosive athlete is a guy that touches the ball every single play. Do you know how hard that is to defend against? It's almost impossible unless you've seen it before. Which the Patriots now have. So yeah. it's going to be um, the Ravens um, looked a lot better than I thought they were going to look offensively. And I don't think um, Lamar Jackson had necessarily great numbers. I think he threw for 160-something yards or 120-something yards. Yeah. And then it rushed was like 168. For, yeah, I think he threw 168 yards and one touchdown. And, and I think then he ran, ran for, for 61 and, and two scores. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that's only 220 yards. That's not... I think, but in, just what his ability does it, it to open just, up things for everyone else, for sure. And then that's what makes Ingram him so hard a, to defend. A big game. It's he didn't get in the end zone because of <laughs> because of Lamar Jackson. So that sucks if you own Ingram in fantasy. Yeah, yeah it does suck. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to get one jab in at you. You know, um, I could have started Lamar and been fine. But anyway. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I, I am kind of with you. A, I think it's good for the defense to get a little loss uh, and not have that whole swagger and we're the baddest defense in the world, uh, you know, giving up seven points a game or whatever it was when we played eight trash teams. To kind of get smacked in the mouth, I think it's going to um, help them. And then it's also, you know, seeing the Ravens, you know, as long as it, the Patriots maintain that home field advantage in the playoffs, if, if Baltimore has to come in the Gillette Stadium uh, and, and then playing for a second time, I think it's a different game. I think it's uh, a much closer game. But they did look a lot better to me than I thought they would, and uh, I, I think I, I definitely came out of that game with a, a lot more respect for the Ravens. Yeah, for sure. They're, I think I think the Ravens are a real competitor in the AFC after that. I don't know how else you could, how else you could spin that other than that's one of the teams that the Patriots are going to have to go through if they want to go to another Super Bowl. Do you put them over Kansas City? Right now? Well, Mahomes is supposed to come back this week if Mahomes is healthy for the rest of the season. Uh, two quarterbacks are really hard to game plan for. They can both do different things that really hurt you. I think the Ravens have a better offensive line. I think they have the a massive offensive line. Marshall Yonda is one of the best guards in all of football. That guy is insane. Also, shout out to University of Iowa, Marshall Yonda. You have an I. You, uh, I'm wearing an Iowa sweatshirt. Right yes, now. you are. <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like the the Chiefs have 
better weapons on the outside, but defensively, the Ravens are way better. I would give the edge to the Ravens right now. If the Ravens, uh, what do they have? Two or three losses? Three. They're six and three. So if they can, if, if they can somehow pull out the uh, you know two seed, and uh, if Kansas City has to go there, I think that's a, a big advantage for Baltimore for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I the defensive thing is the same thing for me. The Chiefs' defense is so bad that I think. I would put the Ravens ahead of them uh, as this season goes forward. You know, I, and I think with the with the Patriots too. Um, going back to the Patriots, offensively for them, they need to figure out what's going on at tight end. That offensive line isn't that great. They can't really run the ball as well as I'd like to see them if I was a Patriots fan. And Tom Brady doesn't really have a vertical threat. There's a lot of dink and dunk and a lot of underneath and intermediate stuff, but there's no one you can just say, "All right, go get it." Antonio Brown. Josh Gordon. Yeah, you had him, but I think if the Patriots are going to go to another Super Bowl, they're going to need to figure out what to do with a vertical passing game that they just don't have right now. Well, they're hoping, obviously, Nikhil Harry coming back. He didn't come back this past week. You got to buy a week now. Buy a week. Yeah, so they're going to add Nikhil Harry. Uh, They're hoping that, um, I believe it's Isaiah Wynn. The offensive lineman? Yes. Yeah. So they're hoping that Isaiah Wynn comes back and, and, and helps bolster that offensive line. Tom Brady has seemed pretty um, – he's been pretty vocal, kind of not saying it, but reading between the lines of his tonality and comments he's made. He's not happy with this offense, or I don't think he's happy with the weapons he has, and he doesn't think they're at the level they need to be yet to win a Super Bowl. I think that we can all agree there. But I do think this team is built more to win defensively. Brady doesn't have to go out and put up 35 points to win. Um, but this defense, I'm kind of glad they got smacked in the mouth. There's not going to be this whole, can they run the table or not, whatever. Obviously, this is way too early. But had they beat the Ravens in a couple, the next couple games, that was on the table. Uh, so that's out of the way. They got smacked in the face. Belichick saw the Ravens. It's as on long, film now. As long, yeah, as long as the Patriots can hold on to that number one seed, I think they are still a shoe-in to go in for the AFC. Uh, shoe-in, huh? If they can hold that number one seed. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get into the big game because you have, the the Seahawks have a massive. They have the biggest game of the week. The biggest game this week, Monday Night Football. Uh, the Seahawks going into San Francisco to take on the undefeated um, San Francisco 49ers or Jimmy G at the helm, uh, who finally had a game he had to actually perform in because the San Francisco yeah. defense has been so good in Arizona last week. He had to step up and he played a great game. Um, well, sh- the, the Cardinals did a pretty good job taking away. Uh, not taking away, but slowing down the Niners' running game. So, yeah, it did force him to make plays through the air. It was a, he did. a good game for Jimmy, which would make me usually feel good going into this with the San Francisco 49ers going to take care of business against the, against the Seahawks, but I'm I'm not feeling that way. Russell Wilson, is he's playing on, on another level right now. If that Niners' defense, as good as it has been, is going to slow him down, they're going to need that entire D-line and that secondary on their A game. They're going to be going for it, don't get me wrong, but they're going to have to play almost flawless football to beat Russell Wilson. This game is going to be insane. What do you need to see from the Hawks to leave San Francisco with a win? I think defensively the Seahawks need to do a little bit of what the Cardinals did with the Niners on Thursday night. Is that play defense? Because the Seahawks can't do that. Well, slow down the running game. You need to slow down the running game a little bit. And I think you have... A better running game here in Seattle than than Arizona does for sure. I mean, they Chris Carson put up 100 yards on the number one rush defense in the league, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize how good Tampa Bay's rush defense is, but they're going to need to really let Carson be a physical presence 
inside, running between the tackles to open up that play action for Russell Wilson and get these receivers down the field to make explosive plays like they have been all season. Offensively, you need to keep doing what you've been doing, and I feel good about that. How about defensively? Defensively. The Niners like to run the ball down your throat, and they're really creative. They have a lot of uh, counters and pulling guards. Pulling guards, for sure, big time. Yeah, they, they, they love to pull those guards. They're well coached. They really are. And one of the things that Seattle does pretty well, not as good as other teams, but pretty well defensively, is they're pretty good at stopping the run. So I think that they're going to be susceptible to some play action <laughs> for sure. You're really going to need your corners uh, who don't have the toughest assignments uh, wide receiver wise. Manny Sanders is probably top receiver there. In Emmanuel Sanders and Dante Pettis are probably the top two. Well, how about George Kittle going to have a day? George Kittle, you're going to need your linebackers and safeties to be on him. KJ Wright, you're going to have to be covering George Kittle. That's not easy. In case KJ Wright is listening to this podcast, Keith just told you how to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think the game plan is to line him up on on George Kittle and yeah. probably have safety help uh, over the top. San Francisco's got some weapons. So again, this is where I get worried about that um, backfield with Matt Breida and uh, Tevin uh, Coleman. Yeah, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, they they've got some weapons. Uh, this is going to be an absolutely awesome game. And to I watch. think they have like five first round picks on that D line. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's it's going to be wild. It's definitely uh, probably it's definitely the game of the week in my opinion. Um, so we're going to pick that in a little while. So before we get into real football, let's hop into a couple of fantasy plays. Uh, I just want to brag a little bit because I had this DraftKings League where a friend of mine was talking crap across the country about how I was doing so well in our league, but I wasn't performing weekly, but I just played the matchups well. And then it came down for me and him to come one or two. The winner was taking home 50 bucks and then winning their matchup regardless. Well, like, but the, the, like the top scorer in your the league? The top scorer of that, of that week. Okay. It was me and the guy talking crap. Jamie, I hope you're listening. <laughs> talking crap. It's between him and I. I mean, he's up by a point. I'm up by a point. He's up by a point. I'm up for it. He has Russell Wilson. I have DK Metcalf and Mike Evans going in the game. Like the oh, final man. game, we're going back and forth and back and forth. Clash of the Titans. Even with Russell th- you know, throwing that touchdown. Or did he throw it? Yeah, he threw five touchdowns. At the end of the game. Yeah, touchdown. he threw it to... Yeah. Uh, not Metcalf. Jacob Hollister. So even with Russell Wilson throwing it to Hollister to win that game, I ended up winning by, I think it was 1.2 points or something like that. 50 bucks in the pocket, Jamie, you suck. All right, let's <laughs> let's talk about some um, fantasy football players. A um, couple that I like, I'm just going to jump right into it, and you can give me a couple afterwards. Yeah. So three that I like, a uh, couple running backs and a receiver. Derek Henry I like this week. That's just because they're going against the Kansas City defense. Okay. Now, I know Mahomes is supposed to come back, so maybe they're not going to run as much, but it's in Tennessee. Tennessee plays tough at home. Uh, if Mahomes is coming back after that injury, I, I, I just like Derrick Henry uh, running against the Kansas City defense. So my next one, Ronald Jones. He officially got the nod as the starting running back in Tampa Bay. They're actually playing the Arizona Cardinals at home. Cardinals are meh, middle pack, middle of the road, uh, stop of the run. So Ronald Jones has this opportunity. Uh, I think he might actually capitalize on it. And then a wide receiver I'm going to give you is um, Christian Kirk coming off a mere game against the 49 but that was a 49ers defense. Arizona in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, you just saw how they can get thrown all over here. Um, I really like Christian Kirk uh, for the 
Cardinals this week. Well, uh, I also had Christian Kirk, but I'll also put Kyler Murray on there for the same reason that uh, Tampa Bay really struggles against the pass, really good against the run. They're going to go pass happy like they do in every single game. So either one of those for the Cardinals, uh, Christian Kirk or Kyler Murray. Also, give me Daniel Jones against that Jets defense. I think uh, the Giants could have a pretty good day offensively. You could get a couple touchdowns out of Daniel Jones if maybe your number one quarterback is on a bye week or something. They did did lose Evan Engram. And they did, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's the Jets. Fair. <laughs> and they just lost to the Dolphins. Fair. Whenever there's an argument, you just go, it's the Jets, and I, I'll kind of just, okay. <laughs> uh, and I got a tight end for you, Greg Olson, who has had kind of a down year for the Panthers. Uh, it seems like Kyle Allen isn't targeting Greg Olson as much as Cam Newton did. In fact, I think his targets are halved from where they were last year. But Green Bay gives up the fourth most touchdowns to tight ends, so it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Greg Olson get one or two touchdowns this game. Boom, there it is. Yep. Lock him in. If you're looking for some flex plays or or bounce in between uh, starting quarterback and, and backup quarterback, uh, there you go. Let's get to some real football, shall we? Yes. Week 10. Let's just recap last week real quick. Uh, we both went 2-2 two and two, uh, with some different picks, um, and that includes – that's a loss for us because we both pu- we both pushed on the Hawks and Bucks. I took the Bucks, you took the Hawks. Minus 6, push. That's a loss. 2-2, uh, and two, both of us. So we're both – Again, 20 and 16 now overall. So we're both positive. Uh, the lock of the week, however. Oh, come on. The lock of the week uh, lost again. What was the, Who thought the Packers were going to lose to the Chargers? The Chargers did. Yeah, only the Chargers <laughs> did. All four of their fans did. Packers <laughs> lose. Keep, keep, Keith's lock of the week is. So I think we it's might. Not re- doing well. It's, yeah. it's Keith's curse of the week. Yeah, we might want to reposition it. So whatever Keith says this week, bet the opposite if you're betting it. Uh, let's get <laughs> it's in. It's been bad, man. We're gonna right to the pa- to the Packers. Panthers versus the Packers. You just discussed their the tight end stuff. Uh, Packers minus five in this game. They're at home. They are at home. And I just saw a picture. It was snowing at Lambeau Field this weekend. Ooh. So uh, yeah, it's been snowing in Lambeau Field. Packers five point favorite at home. Defensively, actually pretty solid. They rushed the passer pretty well. You Chris- love this Green Bay defense. You you've been, I don't love it. I think uh, fine. You might not love it, but I feel like the last four weeks it's been. But that Green Bay defense, they're playing pretty good. They're 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 better than I thought they would be. I don't think they're amazing by any means, okay. but I think I think they're pretty good. I like Zadarius Smith a lot. I think he's a pretty good edge rusher. But uh, Christian McCaffrey. Free man, he is another animal that you have to stop. If, he, Ru- if he, Russell Wilson was not having the year he was, I w- it would be. He would be Christian McCaffrey hands down. So I think the Packers will win this game, but the Panthers are going to cover. Because wow, of, because of Christian McCaffrey. Wow. After I honestly thought you building up that you were going to go Packers here. Misdirection. Yeah, we're going to agree. Um, <laughs> Cam Newton probably played his last game in Carolina. Bye bye. Kyle Allen, this is where you show up. <laughs> this is where you show up. I also get the uh, Panthers taking the the five points covering that. Let's go to the next game Vikings at Cowboys Cowboys are favored by three they are. You know what? Kirk Cousins to me is having a pretty good year, better than I thought he would. And he's got the. Well, I guess Adam Thielen's hurt, isn't he? I, he's not expected to play this week. So I mean, it, this this is a really hard game to pick for me. It's like what what Cowboys defense shows up? Is it the one that lost to the Jets, or is it the one that kicked the crap out of the Giants two times? Both it, references were the Jets and Giants. I don't. Know. I don't know why. Give me the give me the Vikings. 
Uh, I, I've Dalvin Cook is having a really good year, and defensively, I like the Vikings more than I like the Cowboys. I think they're more consistent defensively. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is going to have an amazing game, but I feel like the weapons around him are pretty good, and I don't think that the Dallas defense is consistent. I'm with you. I This is bothering me that we keep agreeing. Uh, I like the Vikings in this game um, to cover for sure. They might win outright, but uh, Cousins is having a good year, I, and it is kind of under the radar, and I wonder if he likes that. You know, like He's, he's always been an under-the-radar guy. Yeah, it's just, you know, that's just what he does. Uh, they still have Diggs on the outside. Uh, Dalvin Cook is having a great year. The Minnesota defense is good. And Kyle um, Rudolph is a solid tight end, too. This is just going to be, I think it's going to be a battle, and it could go either way. I'm just going to take the points with the Vikings. Okay, that's fair. All right. A game you loved to pick here, Bills <laughs> versus Browns. Bills and Browns. Browns are favored by three. And I think when you read that, you said, for some reason, the Browns are favored by three. Or you said, for some reason, the Browns are favored. Yeah, no, I was shocked to see the Browns were even favored. So obviously, give me the Bills, right? They're on the road in Cleveland. Cleveland's got all these playmakers, blah, 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 blah. That Bills defense is something serious. And I think that that Cleveland defense is not as something serious. <laughs> give me the Bills in this one. You know what? Like, did you see that mugshot of Baker Mayfield the other day with his mustache? And <laughs> it said, like, after one. I didn't you know, deserve the handle. It was bar. like draft day, and he's really happy and smiling. It was like a year and a half later. This is what the Browns do to you. He looks like someone who got fourth place in the Gardner Minshew lookalike contest. They've looked so bad. Uh, they really have, obviously, a major letdown. Their schedule does get easier after. going forward. You're right after this game. But it is the Bills on the road, and even though they look pretty good, they did get wiped or, or waxed by Philadelphia on their home field. Gave up 31 to them. Yeah. And they had a bye week this week, right? So they're, yeah. coming off the, they're coming off a bye. That's the advantage for the Bills. But for some stupid reason, I'm taking the Browns. I think there's going to be – I don't know what's – why or what there's no basis no reason why i should believe this this is the rallying point where the browns turn around their season and you know finish eight and eight or something yeah. but this is when it's going to start oh, i know this the, home. the bills played the skins okay bill okay so so yeah they had a bye week basically a bye week yeah. um so yeah this is just gonna be that game where they they turn things around and make at the end of the season you're not gonna go. Oh wow, the Browns had a good year. You're gonna go. The Browns turned it around. Granted, their schedule's weak. This is. They're just. This is where it's gonna turn around. This game, Browns are gonna beat the Bills. Um, I'm gonna take the minus three, and uh, and and go Baker. Yay. Yay, go Baker. <laughs> That was, sounded a, so enthusiastic that was a horrible that. breakdown of that game and why <laughs> there's no factual basis. I, like, there's nothing. I just think the Browns are gonna win a game. <laughs> Um, and then we have another big game. Yeah, this is the big one that we discussed a little while ago. Seahawks on the road versus the 49ers, minus six. 49ers minus six hosting the Seahawks. That's a mighty big spread for Russell Wilson, who uh, has played a lot of close games in a Seahawks uniform. The Niners might win this game. I'm not going to sit here and say and try to pick a winner of this game, but it's definitely going to be closer than six points, so Seahawks. I'm going to roll with you. Um, I would like to change your Stop mind. Stop agreeing with Like me. I just said, <laughs> I, I do think everybody going to put money on the Seahawks to cover this spread at yeah. six and it's going to move the line down and then the Sharps are going to put the money on the 49ers and the 49ers are going to end up covering. I don't, even though I have that train of thought, I'm going with the Seahawks. Russell's had too good a year and it's a divisional game. I just feel like it's just going to be a close game. This is going to be another Seahawks-Niners classic. This is why we're going to both lose this bet because the Sharps <laughs> are going to take San Francisco who ends up winning by seven or something it'll, dumb. It'll just be a push. And, and, we, and we lose. But uh, I'll roll with the Seahawks. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I like 
I like the offense. I like what's going on. Um, divisional game. It's going to be a tough one. Seattle knows they need this. Um, oh, they don't need it, but this is you know a big game. If they, they can, need, if they want to, win, if they want to win the division, they do need this. They could steal a game on the road to really alter this division and then have the 49ers back at CenturyLink uh, later this season to really fight for that division. This is a big game. Uh, I think the Seahawks are going to be ready to go. I'll take the plus six. All right. All right. Keats love... I don't even know if I want to... Keats lock of the week. Allegedly. Listen, (laughs) it depends how you interpret the word lock. You could be telling people exactly what not to do, and I think that's what you want to do here. No, <laughs> Keith's lock of the week, uh, two and six on the season. Uh, needless to say, uh, not what we were hoping for, uh, but you can interpret this the way you want. You, you know, go against Keith. You'd be making a lot of money if you were going against what Keith said. Yeah, so I think a lot of people might have agreed with me on a lot of my last picks. We've just gotten really unlucky. But uh, lock of the week is Ravens at Bengals to plus ten. Yeah, the Ravens are 10-point road favorites against the Bengals. Rookie quarterback Ryan Finley. The Bengals are straight garbage. The Ravens are going to cover that 10-point spread and win the game. So congratulations on the 9-point win, Ravens. That's what I was going to say. Ravens are going to win by 9. Keith's lock of the week will probably go to 2-7. and seven. Who knows? Uh, you heard it here. Uh, lock of the week. Ravens minus 10 at Cincinnati. Take it or don't. Go the other way because you know the track record. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Don't forget, new podcast every Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on Podcast One, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. We will talk to you next week. Go Hawks!